The date is Thursday the 1st of February. I'm Jason England and welcome to Learn Something, the official podcast of NewRisingMedia.com where I consume your brain space with weird and wonderful facts that you've probably never heard before. And thank God it's finally February. January, it's felt like it's lasted a long time, (laughs) but we finally made it through the first month of the year and I feel like we've come out of it relatively unscathed. So do celebrate. Um, Just a bit of a random episode, I guess. Just a whole bunch of weird facts that I've got in my head that I'm going to transplant into yours. Stick around. This is going to be a fun one. So first off, we're going to take a trip down everybody's favourite childhood street. It had a big yellow bird on it, usually a bit of a lazy, tired elephant as well. A homeless monster in a trash can. Yes, we're talking about Sesame Street and specifically, we're going to talk about Cookie Monster. See also, my nickname when I'm hungry. Anyway, what we've got here is a strange little fact about his name or her name or I'm going to go his name because of the gender of exactly who this monster is. But anyway, um, in a random song in 2004, Cookie Monster revealed in a song that before he started eating cookies and became the Cookie Monster, he was called Sid. That's right. Short for Sydney. It turns out that he had an entire backstory that I am super keen to find out, but is nowhere on the internet. In a 2010 tweet, Sesame the Cookie Monster posted, Me wasn't born with name Cookie Monster. It just nicknamed that stuck. Me don't remember me real name. Maybe it was Sydney. First of all, good grief. I apologize for my terrible impersonation of the Cookie Monster there, but... There you go. Just a weird fact. And from now on, if you're anything like me, you'll end up calling the Cookie Monster Sid. And everybody will be looking at you like, what the hell are you talking about? Now, if you're listening on Anchor, you just heard the Jaws soundtrack. Which is probably one of the most famous film scores to ever come out on film. I said film twice in that sentence there. Separate of the point. Um, It kind of projected Steven Spielberg and John Williams into a world of fame beyond anyone's wildest expectations. And of course, they went on to create more and more soundtracks such as Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and many, many more, including Superman. All of which share a very similar structure using C major well, using a major chord and just working on the first and the fifth notes of each scale. But I get ahead of myself. Turns out that Steven Spielberg wasn't really a fan at the beginning of the Jaws soundtrack. When John Williams first played Steven Spielberg the theme song for it, the director laughed and thought it was a joke. He then asked Williams if he could try something a little more swashbuckling. (laughs) Yes, you might not believe it, but thank God. 
Williams managed to talk Spielberg round into keeping the soundtrack as it is. He wanted to make Jaws sound like a pirate movie, which, good grief, it is not. Next up, The Office. Specifically, The Office US version. It's hard to imagine it without Steve Carell ever having portrayed Michael Scott or Rain Wilson not portraying Dwight Schrute. But according to this new casting call sheet that was shown from the day one of auditions, things could have been a lot different at Dunder Mifflin. Wilson himself posted the sheet on his Facebook page stating, this is the original signing sheet from the first day of casting for The Office given to me by Alison Jones. I was the very first person to audition for the series. Notice all the amazing talent on the sheet, including the amazing number 13. Wilson and lucky number 13, Jenna Fisher, did of course end up going on to star in the series, but another part of the sheet showed that he had initially auditioned for the role of Michael, potentially replacing Steve Carell in this lineup. Instead, he was offered the role of Dwight, which demoted him to assistant to the regional manager before the show even began. Hard luck. Bad luck there, Rain. <laughs> now, just a quick interlude to tell you about all the things that I get up to outside of the podcast. Now, as you've probably heard episode after episode after episode after episode... I've run a blog called New Rising Media. Um, it's currently a finalist in the UK Blog Awards 2018. Thank you all for your votes. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So if you have a second, go on to newrisingmedia.com. Have a read through some of the latest stuff on there. I tackle some of the big stories and offer a perspective that you won't find anywhere else when I look into the, how it will affect the lifestyle of the future human. And also, I don't don't always look forward, I always look back. And I look back to my childhood in a Twitch stream that I call The Emotion Engineer. Why is it called that? Well, it's a stream dedicated to the PlayStation 2. And the PlayStation 2 has an emotion engine in it, which is the CPU that ran the whole thing. And every engine needs an engineer. So I am the emotion engineer. Plus, I was a bit of an emo in my younger days, so I'm pretty partial to playing Naughty's emo music live on Twitch while I play. So, I'm going to be having another stream. I usually stream only every Wednesday between 5 and 8pm GMT, but I'm going to be trialling some new features um, on, on the Twitch stream itself, some new interactive features. So... I'll be live on Saturday. Uh, check, it, check me out on Twitter at NewRising underscore media for more information on what time I will be going live. Anyway, that's enough of a plug from me. Back to the show. And now we move into the fiercely satirical world of South Park. Now, cast your mind back to South Park the movie when Trey Parker and Matt Stone wrote a pretty interesting song called blame Canada and when it got to the Oscar Oscar season they were nominated for best song but they just lost out to Phil Collins 
for his song You'll Be In My Heart that was performed, well that was actually on the film, it was actually on Tarzan, is specifically the film. I am losing my structure here, let's get back to it. Anyway, as a result, it turns out they didn't take that loss too well, as they brutally satirised him in the episode named Timmy 2000. They had him sing a parody of You'll Be In My Heart, get booed off the stage, and then had his Oscar shoved up somewhere unpleasant. And next up, internet data speeds. So there's two different ways that you can look at who has the fastest, which country has the fastest internet in the world. You can either look at average connection speed or average peak connection speed. So if we look at average connection speed, South Korea comes in at number one with 28.6. However, if you look at average peak, Singapore comes in number one with 184.5, even though they come in number seven with 20.3 because of their wildly varying internet speeds. So if we carry on average connection speed for the more realistic test across the entire nations, Norway comes in at number two with 23.5, Sweden in three with 22.5, and let's skip the rest of the list and see where the countries that most of my listeners come from are at America's in number 10 with 18.7 and UK is nowhere near the top with 13 megabytes a second shout out to anybody who has the same levels of frustrating internet connection problems that I do and finally have you ever sat alone in the silence of your own thoughts have you ever just given some time to yourself just to have a sit down and kind of think about things and just kind of plan, figure out what's going on in your life. Do you enjoy doing it or do you absolutely hate that? Well, if you said you hated it, you are not alone. As a study found that most people in this particular one would rather give themselves electric shocks than sit in the silence of their thoughts. Yes, that is absolutely mental. <laughs> a new study from, well, not new, relatively recent, 2014, just published in the Journal of Science, found this. In the 11 studies, we found that participants typically did not enjoy spending 6 to 15 minutes in a room by themselves with nothing to do but think. And they enjoyed doing mundane external activities much more, and that many preferred to administer electric shocks to themselves instead of being left alone with their thoughts. Most people seem to prefer to be doing something rather than nothing, even if that something is negative. So, yes, <laughs> people would probably rather stick their fingers in a plug than sit quietly and think. Or rather, more specifically, men would. 67% of the male participants in this University of Virginia study gave, them gave themselves at least one shock during this thinking period and on average the study participants who elected to self-zap gave themselves roughly 1.47 shocks in a 15-minute interval and there was one particular outlier who administered 190 shocks to himself in this 15-minute period 
we do get bored easily, don't we? And it sounds like we get rather self-destructive. Stay safe. Don't play with plugs. And that's it for this episode of Learn Something. Thank you all so much for listening. Now, if you enjoyed this, and if you're on Anchor, do feel free to favourite the station. The more listeners, the better. And I'd love to hear from you. So do call in with your own thoughts, or if you've got your own weird facts, then do so via the app. If you're listening to this on the podcasting service, thank you for listening me, listening me, listening to me from wherever you are. Be that in the car, at work, at home, in bed. You have me in bed. That is a particularly scary thought. Um, please, if you haven't already, subscribe and give me a five-star review. It really helps project this podcast through to more listeners who might be interested in consuming their brain space with weird stuff. So, yeah, that's it from me. Do feel free to check out the blog, newrisemedia.com, and I will see you next week. Bye.